0: Blue 42, blue 42, hut, hut, hike. This is the Game Manager's Podcast. The Internet's one and only sports podcast. Breaking down college football's biggest games, latest news, and greatest moments. Are you ready? Because it starts right now. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Game Managers Podcast. I am Nick Norris, and with me, as always, is my good friend, Justin Knight.
1: How's it going?
0: Oh, well, I'll tell you how it's going, Justin. It is a great week to be an Alabama fan. Mm, I, one I know. week. It seems like it, doesn't it? In one week, Alabama won the national championship over Georgia. They yep. beat Auburn and Mississippi State in basketball. Yeah. And no former players made headlines for being an absolute monster of a human no. being.
1: So yeah, great week, really.
0: Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. I read that. No, all of that—that uh, uh, the opposite. Oh. Everything I said. Oh, so that was just what
1: that happened in your dream.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah. Okay. No.
1: Yeah. Oh man, what a great week to be an Auburn fan, though. Oh Oof. my
0: goodness. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Well, we're gonna talk all about how bad of a week it's been for Alabama, how good of a week it's been for Auburn. But uh, we got some news beforehand. We got to tackle, including. Some sad news up top. Uh, legendary Kentucky basketball coach Justin J. Uh, Joe B. Hall he died at ninety three this week.
1: Yep, saw that. Uh, I think he 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 was kind of influence on um, uh, Kentucky's coach that's there now. It's been there for a while. Um, yeah, I mean he was one of the I think best basketball coaches to do it, and he was kind of because I think he was what kind of got Kentucky going and well known nationally for basketball. So. Um, yeah, he
0: won a, he actually won a title as a player and as a coach both at Kentucky. So okay, yeah, um, yeah, huge loss for that fan base, but also huge just for college basketball and sports in general. So yeah, ninety three though, it's that's pretty good inning. That's a good a, life. It's yeah. A, yeah, I mean, it's a long life. Yeah, so. yeah,
1: ninety three is a good life. So probably more of a celebration you know over his life than you know probably more people that and you know dying at that age. So
0: yeah, no, absolutely. Well, uh, in some lighter news, Justin, we have some of the NFL draft order uh, set in stone. As of recording, the first 18 are listed here. you ready to hear this? Well, I know we got Jaguars number one. Jaguars (laughs) one. Want to guess number two?
1: I think number two was, um, was it the Texans?
0: Lions. Texans number three. Oh, that's right. right. The Lions,
1: Texans, and then Jets number four.
0: Jets, then Giants. Your then Panthers, Panthers. At number six. Yep. Yeah. Uh, the Giants, um, at Falcons, Broncos, Jets at 10. Uh, Washington, who is supposed to wow, be so the Wow, so
1: their... the Jets have two top 10 picks?
0: Yeah, oh, okay. <laughs> they do. That's pretty good. Uh, Washington's supposed to be uh, coming out with their new branding, their new logo, whatever it oh, yeah. is, sometime soon. So that's. Yeah. They're number eleven. Vikings, Browns, Ravens at fourteen. Eagles at fifteen. Eagles at sixteen. Chargers and Saints. That's the top eighteen for the draft we have so far. So not bad. Uh, we got some open NFL jobs, Justin. About some, I mean, a lot. Mm-hmm. Also, we got the Jags, who Alabama offensive coordinator Bill O'Brien interviewed for this week. Broncos, Vikings, Bears, Dolphins which that was a questionable hire. I mean, firing. Firing, of, uh, yeah. Yeah, Brian Flores. Yep. Um, Giants, Texans, which that was questionable too. One year under his belt, and get rid of them. And with yeah. that
1: team that he had to do what he did, would they have three or four wins? But those were wins they probably shouldn't have gotten. So, um, yeah. yeah, that was them. him and Brian Flores were kind of questionable.
0: And the Raiders, who uh, maybe Jim Harbaugh is being linked to taking, that or the Bears, or maybe in another one. Seems like he has some interest in returning to the NFL.
1: Yeah, I could, I could definitely see the Raiders being somewhere he goes.
0: Yeah, no doubt. Uh, speaking of the NFL, Justin, we're in the middle of wild card weekend at the time of recording. Um, the Bengals beat the Raiders today. Uh, Bills destroyed the Patriots. Bucks destroyed the Eagles. And the 49ers beat the Cowboys in a close one, twenty-three to 17 with a weird finish. Yeah. And Dak Prescott forgot to give the ball to the ref, and the ref fell over the center trying to touch the ball, and then they were out of time before they could mm. spike it. That was, a, that was odd, to say yeah, the least. Yeah,
1: well, it's always a good day when the Cowboys lose.
0: Yeah, well, that was a Cowboys type of loss right yep. there. Uh, right now, the Steelers and Chiefs are playing, and... Uh, not looking great for the Steelers. I'll be honest. Mm,
1: it, it keeps getting worse as I look at it because I just noticed it was thirty-five-seven now.
0: <laughs> yeah, about two minutes before recording, I'm pretty sure a lineman just caught a touchdown pass. So that's great.
1: <laughs> um, Steelers should have never made it. Should have the Raiders <laughs> and Chargers should have tied, and the Chargers would be. I think it would have been if they would have tied the Raiders would have been playing the Chiefs, which would have been a much better game. And then I guess the charge. I don't. I guess the Chargers would have been playing the Bengals. So those would have been two. You know good games so I, the Steelers making Steelers shouldn't even beat the Ravens the only reason they did is because Ravens are so beat up too um I, I'm shocked I mean I really am shocked the Steelers even made it to this point so I guess good on them because Roethlisberger hasn't done anything all year he's just no. he's just back there taking the snap and making a four-yard pass every now and then I mean because I think one game um, it was either against the Ravens or his game before that. He threw the ball like 45, 50 times and only threw for 130 yards. I don't even know how that's possible. You throw it that
0: many times
1: and you only throw yeah. it for 130 <laughs> yards.
0: Um, the, the stats between him and Mahomes right now are just night and day. It's oh, yeah. humiliating. Um, so and then, of course, tomorrow. I'm
1: glad he's retiring because he needs to.
0: Yeah, this should be, uh, this should be it for him tonight. Uh, and, of course, tomorrow, Monday – we have the Cardinals and Rams, so that'll, that'll be a uh, good one. close out Wild Card Weekend. Out of just these Wild Card Weekend teams, Justin, who are you uh, Who are you big on right now?
1: Ooh. Um, not, so just the Wild Card, not the teams that got to buy? Right. Um, I've talked to you about it. I, I like the Bengals. Um, I think they have the chance to make a run um, just because – of the tools they have on offense with Burrow and Chase and T. Higgins, and Tyler Boyd, Joe Mixon, so much talent on the offensive side. Defense, I'm not so sure about yet because it looks like the D line is it's okay. They give up a lot of uh, rush. They gave up a lot of rushing yards to Josh Jacobs. Um, but I kind of like. I think they have a chance. I mean, but I'm still high on the Chiefs the way they've come back from when they started three and four. Even when they had that start, I was still. I still pick them to make it to the Super Bowl. Um, just because of how the AFC's been this year, it's just been okay. I, I know the Titans are the number 1 seed, but I don't see the Titans making it to the Super Bowl. Especially if depending on if Derrick Henry makes it back or not. I don't trust Ryan Tannehill. But um, yeah, yeah, I think I think the Chiefs and of course and, from, and then on the NFC side, when I mean, you still got to go with the Bucks, even I know they have a lot of injury problems right now. The Nets out. Um I think John, the other running back, Jones, was out today. Um, of course, um, your wide receiver that you had in fantasy, he's out for the season. Um, so they're pretty beat up, and but they still look good today. You can never count out Tom Brady. So those two, I think, I mean, I wouldn't be shocked to see them again, but it's going to be hard beating the Packers, though, because the Packers have look very good.
0: Yeah, since, uh, since the Steelers are almost certainly going to lose given something insane happening uh, yeah i guess i'm going to root for the Bengals. i think you're right i think obviously the chiefs are probably the best definitely the best wild card team right now them and the bucks yep. uh, on each, each side of the ball so yeah it'll pro- probably end up being those two anyway but <laughs> it wouldn't it'd be nice to see the titans get in there i'd, lo- I'd love to see that uh, but yeah, I guess I'm gonna I guess I'm gonna root for the Titans and the Bengals. I guess yeah, I mean do I
1: don't I don't want to see the Bucks and Chiefs again. We saw it last year. I don't I don't need to see it again. Um, but yeah, I think the NFC is really strong. I feel like anybody out of the NFC has a chance to make it to the Super Bowl. Um, and then I guess I'll, I'll I'll bring in the Bills too as a possibility just because of how great they looked against New England. But I didn't expect much from the Patriots either just because their defense carried them to the playoffs. The offense had just been okay all year. Um, so I, I, I know that win was – the way they won was pretty surprising because I don't think the Bills kicked a field goal or they had a punt all game. They scored on every single drive they had the ball, which is incredible, especially playing in negative-degree weather. Um, so they're gaining momentum. So I guess, you know, watch out for the Bills as well to make a run.
0: Oh, yeah, definitely. Well, before we get into Twitter news, we got one more piece of news here. Last week, Justin, we talked about Hawaii coach Todd Graham. Um, this week he resigned amid numerous <laughs> allegations of abuse and neglect. and Probably for the best. Bad guy. Yeah. yeah, probably for the best. It was weird the AD just refused to fire him. Yeah. I guess he wanted to stick to his guns but probably still wanted him out of there, so I imagine they forced him to resign. Um,
1: yeah, I would think so.
0: Which, imagine blowing that job. You're, you're coaching college football in Hawaii. That's the dream. And then two years later, they have a state yeah. senate hearing because you're so bad at your job.
1: I mean, and it's not like Hawaii is expecting you to win the Mountain West Conference or anything or do anything spectacular. They just want you to get the six wins, make a bowl game, and just be a decent guy. You know, be a yeah. decent coach. Easy thing, you know right? know
0: how hard it is? To be so bad at your job that they have to call a state senate hearing over it. Yeah, and that your own son
1: won't (laughs) even play for your program either. That's pretty bad. Yeah, he
0: transferred out his own son. Insane. Insanity. Uh, Anyway, we're going to talk Alabama and Auburn basketball, football. uh, But first, we need to get into some Twitter news.
1: Twitter News!
0: Playoffs? We'll talk about playoffs you kidding me? Playoffs? I just hope we can win a game. It really doesn't matter what you think. You play to win the game. You play to win the game. All right, Justin. I've just got five little pieces of Twitter news for us. Five tweets. Uh, The first one comes from uh, Wes Rucker247. Every time you watch Alabama and Georgia play these mini NFL games, remember that Tennessee and Auburn are the only two programs that have to play them both every single season. Hmm. Might be part yeah. of the reason things at Tennessee and Auburn often seem insane. Just saying. That's a great point. Yeah, that's yeah. It's, uh, <laughs> it's very it's unfortunate.
1: Yeah, um, I mean, and you look at Tennessee, I'd say their season, I mean, they got screwed over in that bowl game against Purdue. But, um, yeah, I mean, they, Tennessee had – a pretty good season considering everything that's going on right there and with that program. So, but yeah, <laughs> I always, Auburn always has a tough schedule every single year because you're playing Alabama, Georgia, and then LSU when they're good. And then, I mean, A&M of course, is always going to be tough. And then you got now with Old Miss because they're going to be a top program with Lankiff and what he's doing. Um, so it, it seems like it's just every year we've got to go through a gauntlet of a schedule, but I guess that could be a good thing too. Say you have two losses, just like you go back to seventeen. We had two losses going to the SEC championship, and we were in the top four, so um, you know it can be helpful. But it's also it's almost impossible to get through with a decent record too when you're yeah when you're a team like Auburn that's going to have they're going to have a great season at some point, but then they're going to have the average seasons and then maybe a great season at some point it's just it's not consistent it's like a roller coaster with them
0: yeah and like like you said it's it's unfortunate for auburn but it's it's really terrible for tennessee yeah, <laughs> you have to play they, those two they teams can't yeah because tennessee auburn just, hangs in there they beat them every yeah. once in a while whatever tennessee it's i
1: mean cool. tennessee hasn't beat alabama since what when's the last time they beat alabama 2006 early 2007 yeah. yeah i mean i don't even know has it it may be longer than that. I feel like, but I don't know. Um, yeah, I mean, they. they' I don't know. I say this every time, but it feels like you know when will they ever beat Alabama?
0: Uh, this next tweet comes from Stuart Mandel. Uh, CFP title game viewership by year, excluding 2020, because all sports were. Oh down yeah, in yeah. What were the viewships for this game? Well, we talked about Justin because we had the debate of should they just put Alabama-Georgia in the first round to save viewership. I think it was good they didn't do that because that was obviously the best matchup. They did the right thing, but they probably didn't do the business smart thing because let's look at the year. So 2014, we had Ohio State and Oregon. This is the best. This is the highest one. Not surprised. I mean, it was the first
1: one, and it was two non-SEC teams.
0: Yes, so it's 34.6 million. Wow. The next year we had Alabama-Clemson. It falls 8 million. That's to 26.7 million. Uh, 2016 we have the rematch of Clemson and Alabama. It drops another 1.7 million to 26 million. 2017 we have Alabama-Georgia. It jumps up a little bit to 28.4 million. Okay.
1: 2018,
0: Bama-Clemson again, drops down to its lowest at at the time, 25.3 million. Mm-hmm. 2019 we have LSU as a new team, still playing Clemson though. So it jumps up just a little bit, the twenty six point nine million. Twenty twenty was terrible, but every year <laughs> was. was terrible. <laughs> I don't even have it listed here, but it was like it was
1: like think, f- it was like fifteen million, fifteen or sixteen. Million. Yeah, I was
0: gonna say I think it was around eighteen or so. It was um, bad. But then this year, so it does jump up from last year, but it's significantly down from every other year. It's twenty two point six million. Mm, yeah. So the yeah the lowest outside of twenty twenty besides that is. 2018, Bama-Clemson, 25.3. So this was, considering 2014 was 34.6, this is over, this is what, 12, exactly 12 million lower. Yeah. Years. Yeah. So
1: in, in what, was it been eight years? So yeah, eight years. You yeah. know, I mean, yeah, you're going to, you never want that eight each year, you kind of drop in and get to that point. And especially in college sports, you never want to see that. Yeah. Um, because I feel like with NFL and those professional sports, that will always be pretty consistent um, unless yeah. just something's going on. But, um, yeah, I, I guess it's the fact, I don't know if people, you know, each year they're like, uh, it's just four teams. It's it's the fact that it's the four same teams. Even though yeah. you had two new teams this year, but you had the two same teams, of course, playing in the national championship. So, And don't yeah. get me
0: wrong, that's that's still very good numbers. It is, but yeah. It is a trend. Like it is, it is without a doubt going down every year.
1: But I also say this: I feel like that's been, like you brought up to it's been every sport though. It, viewership has been going down in every sport for years now, just in, with multitudes of things going on. Just not as many people, I think, are into sports or like it used to be. You know, like sport like baseball was, you know, big back in the day, or when football was starting. I mean, it was. Sports were huge. It's just, I don't think it's as big in people's lives as it used to be.
0: I think it's that, and I think, I don't think this is a huge problem, but I think there is a little bit of uh, oversaturation. I think there's, there's I like how many games there are. I like being able to see every single game. It's great for fans like us. But I think the casual fans, some casual fans get burnt out, and they're just like, by the end of the season, they're bored with it.
1: Oh, yeah, especially with Baseball, I mean, 165 games, I mean, that is a long season because baseball ranges from spring training starts in February and then your season is over at the end of October, beginning of November. That is a long time of baseball that, I mean, because you're going to have a game on every day except during the All-Star break. So, and I, you know, it probably wouldn't be a terrible idea to shorten it at some point, but I don't think they ever will um that's just yeah. how long it, it'll always be um but yeah baseball probably the reason that's probably one of the out of the big three that's the least watched just because it's such a long season and people you'll have everybody watching the beginning but then towards the end you know kind of have people burned out by it i mean until well, the it's, start
0: it's, it's long season it's minimal action and yeah. it's it's long games too games can last a long time yeah
1: baseball. like like the Baseball World Series, I know their viewership hasn't been great um, in recent years. I don't know what it was for the Braves and the Astros. I think it probably was a little better just because the Braves hadn't made it to the World Series in a long time. So, But I know in the past few years it hadn't been great. Like the uh, the Dodgers and Rays during COVID, I think it was pretty bad. But like you said, everything was at that point.
0: Well, this next tweet comes from SEC Network. SunNY Lee makes history. Uh, she is the first Olympic all around champion to complete in NCAA gymnastics. That's yeah, awesome. So Worry really cool. Yeah. yeah. She is uh, She's going to, she, we're, we're going to see her, a lot of her over the next 12, oh, yeah. 16 years. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think she'll be at it for a long time. Yeah. Next tweet. Uh, AL.com tweeted Caitlin Vinson, a student at Auburn University, has been crowned Miss Alabama USA 2022. Congratulations to her. Yeah, Hunter Johnson cool. uh, retweeted it. We can't win crap this week. He's an Alabama <laughs> fan, so that's uh, that's fun. But uh, congratulations to Caitlin Vincent. That's pretty cool. Yeah,
1: because uh, uh,
0: Alabama lost to Auburn in their swim meet too. Uh yes, the men did, but the women's did the women, women win? Alabama? I think they split because I think the women oh, win. I nearly put it in the in the episode. I'm glad you brought it up, but I didn't. But yeah, yeah I knew the I, I knew the men side won. Auburn men won. Alabama's women won. I believe okay. it's right here. Um, and then Reddit College Football tweeted, NFL referee with a hit stick of the year. Good night, Cowboys.
1: <laughs> I know. <laughs> that was- Still, But, yeah, I don't know what that ref was doing. He obviously knows Dak's right there. I don't know why he's bumping right into him. But, yeah, Dak should have handed the ball to the ref he would have sped it up. But, see, that that's one issue that I don't agree with in, in NFL is that there's got to be some quicker process with getting the ball set and ready to go for the offense to snap the ball because you know in the NFL clock doesn't stop unless you're getting out of bounds or calling a timeout. So at that point, I feel like you got to have another ball ready or something or something like an official yeah. up there ready to set the ball ready or there's just got to be a delay. Like the clock's got to stop just for a sec, like college. Um, but I understand you know you have the difference there because with NFL they want to speed the games up. They don't want the games lasting as long as college games last. Um, so I understand why they have that rule, but there's got to be something else in place so you don't have that happen. So someone can go straight up to the line and spike it right away. Um, yeah, they got no, they got to look at that.
0: All right. But also, uh,
1: if you're the Cowboys, how about just call a better play where you're getting out of bounds? You know, you don't have much yeah. time left. <laughs> it's weird the they didn't either. throw
0: a hail mary at any point, isn't it? Uh, well, I. I guess that's Since, what they're going to do, but yeah, they out. had
1: 14 seconds. I mean, just run another, they've been running plays to the boundary. Um, why not just run another one like that? And then it gives you at least nine or 10 seconds and then two
0: plays to the end zone. So I don't know. Well, that wraps up Twitter news for this week. Uh, now we need to get into all the Alabama and Auburn news. And there is just so much, Justin, so much. Mm, yeah. Uh, let's start out with some transfers. Auburn four-star freshman defensive lineman Lee Hunter has entered the transfer portal. Uh, I don't think he saw any game time this year. He did not. uh, Four-star. That's never – you know, that always helps keep those guys around, but you never know why they do that. Alabama had a lot of transfers. Uh, Quarterback Paul Tyson, of course the grandson of Paul Bear Bryant, I'm surprised he kind of stuck around as long as he did. He completed year three with a red shirt. Um Doubtful to return, but hasn't announced where he's going yet. Linebacker King Makuta. I'm sorry if I butchered that name. I'm sure I did. (laughs) Year three, no uh, red shirt. He's going to Arkansas State. Nice. Linebacker Drew Sanders. I believe he's going to Texas. Uh, Offensive lineman Tommy Brown, year four with a red shirt. Tied in Jalil Billingsley, year three, no red shirt. He's going to Texas. Uh, Wide receiver Javon Baker, year two, no red shirt. Linebacker Jalen Moody, year four. And linebacker Shane Lee year three Uh, there's also a lot of Alabama players who announced for the NFL draft offensive tackle Evan Neal wide receiver Jamison Williams who of course uh, tore his ACL in the uh, national championship game but is expected Mm -hmm. to have a full recovery Uh, wide receiver John Mechie cornerback Josh Job, wide receiver Slade Bolden uh, defensive lineman Fidarian Mathis and cornerback Jalen Amor Davis pretty good bit that's a lot of that's a lot of guys leaving, but there are some returning guys. Uh, middle linebacker yeah. Henry Toa Toa, uh, defensive lineman D J Dale, defensive back Demarco Helms, uh, safety Jordan Battle, defensive lineman Byron Young, offensive guard Emil Ikior, and tight end Cameron Latou. So, yep. yeah, Alabama is going to be losing a lot of guys, but they're bringing back a lot, um, which is sure good for next year, especially with Bryce Young and Bryce Will Henry. Anderson both coming back. Because they have yep. to. Right. Um, I need to see which Auburn players have committed to the NFL really fast. I'm not sure if any of them.
1: Um, I think Chandler Wooten did. Um, uh, who else did? I'm trying to think of some other guys that – it wasn't too many. Um, now uh, I know n- we got – this is not related to the draft, but we got a transfer in from – Oregon, a defensive back, uh, D.J. James, which was a good pickup for the defense as well.
0: Yeah, that was a, a huge pickup. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think maybe we – yeah, oh, I was going to say, I think we talked about that last week, but no, I have it right here. Yeah, he's from uh, Spanish Fort. He's foot 180. Oh, yeah. yep. Played in all 12 games uh, this season, finished with 46 tackles and a pair of interceptions. That's a huge grab for Auburn. hmm
1: yeah secondary is loaded now like like I said defense there's no excuses for it not to be uh, a top defense next year Um, it's just going to be the question marks offense, quarterback um, wide receiver, line it's going to come all down to what the offense can do next season
0: well, Auburn pulled off a dramatic comeback Friday night in front of a record road crowd, winning by a razor-thin margin of .05 points with its second-highest road score in program history in gymnastics, 197.25. Uh, their coach uh, insists that the Tigers, who are 2-0, 1-0 in SEC, have a lot of work to do, but they are uh, by past standards already in postseason form. So like we talked about with Suni Lee, this is going to be a very talented gymnastics team for Auburn. Yeah. Um, it'll be interesting to see what they're able to accomplish this year. I don't know much about the gymnastics world in college football, I'll be honest. Yeah. Uh, but I am looking forward to kind of keeping up with us and just seeing how how the uh, how these girls all do. So, All right, let's get into basketball, Justin. We're waiting for the AP poll to drop <laughs> on Monday. But it seems likely Auburn will be ranked either number one or number two there with Gonzaga after beating Ole Miss 80-71. The Tigers are now 16-1 and overall, 5-0 and in the SEC, has a 13-game winning streak, and Auburn has the best strength of record uh, over Gonzaga, who has the 10th. Uh, so right. it looks yeah. like maybe Auburn will have that number one spot. If not, they'll be right there at number two, it, it yeah. seems almost certainly.
1: Yeah, um, it's – couldn't have asked for a better start in conference play for Auburn, um, and they've looked – I mean, with those two games we've had this week on the road, which like we've brought up before, and you know, in SEC basketball, on the road any game is going to be tough, especially when, you know, you're up top five team in the country. You're going to get everybody's best game. Like Ole Miss, that first half they had, it's probably their best first half of the season so far. Um, I think they shot six of 12 from three – and they shot, um, I think it was high 50% from the field as well, so <laughs> they they could miss. Um, but Auburn, Auburn weathered the storm. I think you know we got a little 7-0 run to end the first half. Uh, Katie Johnson came up with a couple of steals and some free baskets, free throws. Um, so I think they went down. I think we were down um, six or seven at the half. Um, and then I think at one point too we were down at 14. So in the second half we came out we came out firing. Um, everything started to uh, come together. Ole Miss, of course, started to get cool. I think they only shot like 29% from the field in the second half. So uh, we know Auburn's defense. They're very good. So Old Miss just had a great half, give it to them, but then Auburn stepped up in the second half They came back. That, just what I love about this team is no matter – I mean, they've been down plenty of games this season, but they're always able they to weather the storm, come back. They're always playing hard. I mean, I just love – the mojo this team has, and the way they play, they're always playing with fire, no matter what the score is. Um, and they, add, they all believe too. You can see how they play; that nobody can beat us. We're going into every game that we're going to win this game, no matter
0: who we're playing. talking um, talking about playing with fire. Let's talk about Walker Kessler. He's mm, had, man. That is, that's a man right there. <laughs> yeah, the big guy. He he had some trouble the last two games, fouled out in each, but uh, yeah. he definitely bounced back this time. He had. Game high twenty points, ten rebounds, seven blocks, four steals. The 80-71 win. Yeah. Uh, he's the first Auburn player since Kenny Gabriel in twenty twelve against uh, Bethune Cookman, and just the third player in the country to post such a line since twenty ten. Yeah, that's uh, pretty, pretty incredible. I mean, yeah. it
1: just such a huge pickup from because he's a transfer from North Carolina. He was yeah. um, he was a top prospect coming into college, going to North Carolina, so. I mean, Bruce Pearl has done a fantastic job in the transfer portal this past season, getting guys like him, Katie Johnson from Georgia, Wendell Green from – it was a smaller school, hadn't really heard of, uh, Jasper from another small school. I mean, he's brought in so much um, highly skilled players. And then, of course, bringing in Jabari Smith as a freshman who's going to be possibly number one overall pick in the draft. And people are talking about how they haven't seen a skill set like this in a long time. I mean, the dude's yeah, 6'10", he's shooting 45% from three. He's got such a smooth jump shot, and he moves well at his height. Um, so it, it's just incredible to watch him play, too, because he can take over a game at any point. So the thing about this Auburn team is it's probably the best Pearl's had at Auburn, without a doubt. Um, it's just so well-rounded. There's so many guys you can go to. Um, there's... Not many weak spots because I mean one guy can have a bad night, but there's going to be somebody else that steps up and has a great night. So
0: yeah, and, and like you said, well-rounded, and with those three guys you mentioned, Jabari Smith he he had 15 points. Katie Johnson, Wendell Green they both had 14. Yeah, uh, you know Green hey, he had and seven assists. Wendell Green's coming off the
1: bench. I mean he's not even starting. Um, they usually they'll start with Jasper, and then Wendell Green will still play a pretty good amount of minutes, but he's starting on the bench. And, I mean, it's worked so well. I love the lineup and how everything works. I mean, you can – like I said, there's 10, 11 guys playing that you can go to that um, can make a difference. So, it's probably – it's one of the best well-rounded teams in the country. Um, Like I said, I don't want to say too much because there's still a lot of season left to go. But from what I've seen now, this team has a lot of confidence in themselves. And no matter what's going on in the game, they believe they can win it. And to be able to weather a storm on the road against Alabama – which Alabama came close. I mean, they made a huge run. Auburn was up 13. At one point, Alabama came on a, I think it was a 13-0 run. They came back to tie it, and so Auburn had to weather that storm. We're down 14 against Ole Miss, came back, weathered that storm. So that's just – it's going to build momentum, too, going to the tournament, and then you have that confidence that, hey, we're going to go out, and no matter who we play, we can win this game. So it's going to be a fun – it's going to be a fun season once we get to the tournament as well.
0: Well, on Wednesday, Auburn is a hosting Georgia, who is 0-4 in conference play. They're on a six-loss streak. Yeah. Um, do you think it's going to be some crazy well-matched opponent that's going to trip up this Auburn streak, if anyone does, or do you think it's going to be a weird trap game where somebody pulls off a win that shouldn't?
1: Um, yeah, it could always be a trap game because, like, Baylor, uh, the former, I mean, they're going to drop – some spots because they just lost two in a row. Um, I mean, they lost at home to Oklahoma State this past Saturday. I don't think I don't know how Oklahoma State's been playing, but um, yeah. I mean, you just never know in basketball. You have upsets all the time. Um, but uh, Kentucky this Saturday. Uh, Kentucky looks very good as well. They just destroyed Tennessee by thirty plus points yesterday. Um, and guess you know what the cheapest ticket is for that game right now at Auburn Arena. How much is that? Five fifteen is the Ooh. cheapest. Yeah, um, that's gonna be it. That, that, that game's gonna be packed, and uh, it's gonna be sold out for sure. But um, that that's game. That's a game that I'm like, okay, it can go either way because Kentucky's good, and they got some big guys too that can uh, maybe out rebound us. You know, out rebound Kessler and Jabari Smith. So um, that. But it's gonna be a fun game. I'm looking forward to. it. But like I said, you gotta take it one game at a time. You never know in the sec so you know georgia got to play them just like everybody else it's another team got to bring your best effort so um hopefully we get a big win against georgia uh, bringing even some more
0: momentum for kentucky game do you know how much seats are for the alabama lsu game this wednesday Uh, i think you said it was like six dollars did it go up any (laughs) it went down to four dollars Oh no (laughs) (laughs) $4 <laughs> four dollars hosting uh what are they? Number twenty four L S U, is that right? Twelve um, number twelve well, they, LSU?
1: They yeah, they um they'll stay ranked. They just lost to Arkansas yesterday. But um I mean the LSU a solid team. That's a good game. I, I feel like um I mean Alabama can win it. They're playing at home. Alabama's played well at home. They just had the one loss against Auburn this season at
0: home, so um four dollars. That, That's humiliating. high that, school I, I'll games are say. Eight bucks.
1: I'll say this. Um Alabama basketball, you know, they had a good season last year. Everybody was so big on them, man. We're basketball school now; big things to come. And then they actually have a little bit of, you know, some str- they're having some struggles right now—three losses in a row. And then it's like everybody's abandoned them. It's like, oh, we need to fire Nate Oates. We gotta. <laughs> this this basketball team sucks. Uh, you got pl- Alabama's got plenty of talent. It's just it's not much chemistry. I feel like, I mean coaching has been you know subpar I would say coming from Nate Oates there's been some questionable decisions like the Mississippi State game they were down um two and Mississippi State had just made a free throw Alabama had two timeouts you would think call a timeout let's drop an inbounds play see if, uh, what we can get see if we can get a good shot because I think there's like 3.7 seconds left um but they didn't didn't call a timeout threw the ball in threw up a half court shot didn't make it um so I think people were upset about that, but you know this uh, Alabama lost a lot of players from last year, and you're just seeing it right now. It's not they're not um, they're not just not playing well with each other. I feel like it's just they're not there yet. They're still trying to figure each other out how to play. Because um, like I said, there's plenty of talented players on that team, but defensive wise, they haven't been very good. And then they turn the ball over. They turn
0: the ball over too much. So, well, let's you let's know talk about let's talk about these last two games because Alabama lost to Auburn eighty one to seventy seven. That's old news at this point, yeah. But you know, like you said, they ended up losing to Mississippi State seventy eight to seventy six. This is their third game in a row with a loss.
1: Yeah uh, that um, that first loss that started the streak to Missouri, I think, just kind of set in the bad taste. It's like turned everything off because. That loss that was pretty because Missouri hasn't beaten anybody else in conference play, um, so that was pretty bad loss. And since then, they just haven't been the same. Um, yeah, I mean, and five really, games
0: in, five games in, they have a losing SEC record right now, two and three. And it could and get worse overall. on it could get worse
1: on when when did they play Tuesday,
0: Wednesday. Okay, so
1: Wednesday, yeah, playing against LSU. I mean, it could get they could, could be two and four. So um, that's that's a big if they don't. Win that one. I don't see much happening for the rest of the season, just because it's just it's a four losses in a row. I mean, anybody, you know, at the college level too. When you're that age, you start losing games like that four in a row. It's just like it's hard to build a lot of confidence
0: back. Um, I think I think this is an interesting stat. So this is Alabama's fifth loss to an unranked opponent this season. No other team right now has over three.
1: Yeah, and just think they beat Gonzaga and Houston, too. um, Two ranked wins in the season. Um, Yeah. Yeah, I know. Hey, when they beat Gonzaga, every Alabama basketball fan was like, oh, man, yeah, look at – we just – we won a SEC championship. We just beat Gonzaga. um, And then it's just a matter of a month. Everybody's already turned on the basketball program like, oh, my gosh. We suck now. We can't do anything.
0: But – and I don't think that's true. I don't think they do suck. I mean, you have guys like Jaden Shackelford. He, had, you know, he had 17 points, but he was yeah. also one of nine from the three, you know, from threes. Yeah. Uh, so
1: that's another thing. If they Nate Oates, he builds
0: its three point
1: shot, and they haven't been hitting the three point shot very much, and so you see they're struggling to score as well. Because to start the season, they were scoring 80 plus points majority of their games, and so now. I, um I don't even know. Last, I think they scored 80 plus against Missouri and lost that one because their defense wasn't any good. So, yeah, it's you know, it's, they're going to have to take a look in the mirror, figure out some chemistry issues that they're having right now. But LSU is a huge game. If they win that, I think that completely changes a lot of things for their season. But if they lose that one, it's not looking very good. Um, I mean, I, people were saying, of course, Alabama fans were saying, All right, NIT, here we come, which I think with the wins they have. Um, they can still have a decent conference play then, you know, they can easily make the tournament, but if yeah, they keep this going
0: though, yeah, they'll be in the NIT. Yeah, and, and I mean, here's just some stats from this game that you know, they just got kind of manhandled. Mississippi State won the rebounding battle forty three to thirty two. It's a pretty significant margin. Yeah,
1: that's what I'm seeing too, is that it's just not much effort on trying to get rebounds. They don't have guys that can muscle their way in there, block guys out and get a rebound there. That's been their struggle so far during this losing streak as well.
0: Yeah. they I mean, Mississippi State scored nine points off term, uh, turnovers, uh, six more points in the paint than Alabama, yep. five more second chance points. Mm-hmm. Um, they shot 41% from the field compared to Alabama's 39. Yep. I mean, there's the, you know, and there are some good things like, you know, Ellis had 14 points. Miles had 14 points, uh, but he had 11 Um but it's yeah, like you said, something's not clicking. And if they're gonna, if they're gonna try to make some kind of run, they they need to get it figured out sooner rather than later.
1: Yep, because basketball is a season of runs. You can be on a good one, or then you can be on a bad one. So and you know, right now they're in a the bad one. And like I said, that game Wednesday is going to be huge against LSU because it can completely change how their season's going. Because LSU, that's a good win. LSU's a good team. Um. I know they had a slip-up against Arkansas, but Arkansas is also a solid team as well. It just hasn't had the best start. So, yeah, um, yeah they beat LSU. That's a very good win. That's a solid win. Um, looks good going through the, the tournament as well if you keep playing pretty decent. So, um, we'll see what happens. But, yeah, it's <laughs> it's not looking very good right now. I'll say that.
0: Well, this is probably the worst news of the week moving on from basketball. Um, Ex-Alabama quarterback Jay Barker has been arrested for allegedly attempting to run over his estranged wife, Sarah Evans, yeah. with his car. Uh, yeah. Luckily, he missed; she was not hit. Uh, but whew, that is that is a terrible, I terrible mean, and thing he, to do.
1: <laughs> he's the man that couldn't do any wrong too. I mean, I would say he's a guy, Alabama former Alabama player that's you know, everybody loves. Um, yeah. So you know. Something like I think this. he has some,
0: maybe a job in radio or something. I, I assume that's gone. Like, I, I can't imagine anybody sticking around with him. Um, yeah. So, um,
1: yeah. I was about to say, I'm pretty sure he had some radio gig that. Um, wasn't he calling games with For Alabama there for a little bit, too?
0: Maybe he was. It looks like he's got a, a show on Todd 100.9. Yeah. Uh, I'm pretty sure he was calling games with a um,
1: oh, What's His Face, Alabama's announcer. I thought he was for a pretty good while. Maybe not. Maybe I'm thinking of somebody else.
0: Looks like he's got a, a show on Bama Insider. He's doing some stuff, but I can't imagine anybody sticks with him now. That's oh no, not after yeah, that,
1: yeah, that, after doing something horrendous yeah. like that. Uh, but um, I mean that was just adding on another thing for Alabama this week. That that guy that yeah, like I said, Alabama loved and is people uh, loved him when he was a player and still love him now and many years later. So it was. Well, Pretty disheartening to hear that.
0: Well, I hate to continue just dishing on Alabama, especially since you know I, I grew up an Alabama fan, Justin. I don't, I don't, <laughs> I, I don't get any enjoyment out of this. It's like you don't get any enjoyment when we talk bad about Auburn. But I will say uh, this
1: though: it's it needs to happen from time to time.
0: It's, yeah, no, it's absolutely. been a while, and it's been yeah, a while. and this this show is you know we we look at both sides a lot of times. Auburn fans and Alabama fans don't like that, but you know that's what that's what we're here for, and we got to do yeah, yeah, and. If, if this stuff, like what we're going to get into, this national championship stuff, if it makes you so angry that you can't just sit down and have a conversation about it, then you're, <laughs> you're probably investing too much in it. Is that, fair? is that fair?
1: Yeah, especially when you're just a fan and yeah. you have no stake in it. It's I would understand, now, like, if my son is playing at Alabama or Auburn or any of these other SEC teams and I'm really invested, that makes complete sense because you have something that's really invested into it. Like, hey, I'm going to root... Uh, you know, so heavily for this team, and you know I'm gonna be upset when we lose, but that's because you have something that is keeping you to that team where like you're like, I'm watching it all the time because I have someone that's right there with the program. But for a normal fan like us who has no affiliation with these teams, I mean we sh- <laughs> i I probably get too invested, and I really shouldn't because it's not like I have anything with that program. It's not like I went to school at Auburn or anything like that. I'm just right. an Auburn fan, so. Yeah. And it's okay.
0: Um, Don't get me wrong. It's okay to be upset. It's okay to be disappointed. Oh, yeah. But, uh, yeah. Like, the end of the game, the National Championship game, there were Georgia and Alabama fans crying tears. Yeah, like, I, come I, on. I, I looked at my girlfriend, and I was just like, or I, I talked to her on the phone, and I was like, that's, in, that's like insanity. <laughs> and I she mean, was I like, understand well, if you're like a
1: six-year-old kid, sure.
0: Yeah, but these were grown people. And yeah. She was like, "Well, maybe they bet money on it and either won a lot or lost a lot." And I was like, "Yeah, that's actually a very good point." But there were—I don't believe that. I don't think. No. <laughs> I don't think that's why those people were crying. Anyway, we're gonna get into the national championship, Justin. But first, before we do, we we need to get into uh, Night needs to know. Night needs to know.
1: Probably with some of the stuff you've done before, uh, I probably wouldn't be surprised.
0: You wouldn't be surprised if I put ashes <laughs> in cookies and fed them to you? Yeah, because it was someday for the SEC again. That, that might make sense then. I guess just back <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, I would, would like to know nice. how it makes sense. Now this is looking like a bad idea.
1: All right, here we go. So, after the end of this... You know football season and everything, Um, and you know disappointing loss for Alabama. But what do you think next season looks like? Um, Who do they open up with?
0: Alabama. Yeah, who does Alabama Um, open up with? They open with. Let me see. It's a big game. I remember that Uh, because I know
1: Georgia. They play Oregon um, to open up the season.
0: It looks like they play Utah State and then they play Texas. I was thinking they open up oh, Texas. Okay, so
1: Texas. Okay. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, what do you think going into next year? What do you think that Texas game will look like?
0: That's interesting because they'll obviously be playing against Steve Sarkeesian at Texas. Um, they're going to have. Oh, a so couple... it's at
1: Texas? I didn't know it was at Texas. Okay. So at that's Texas.
0: Interesting. So there'll be a few former Alabama players there, at least Billingsley. no yeah. You know, not sure if he'll be on the field much. He probably will. He's a very talented athlete. He, you know, seems to stay out of trouble, Um, which I don't even know if that's true. But that's what the announcers always say in every game, which I always kind of feel bad for him. (laughs) It's like that's his one one uh, description is that he got into trouble and nobody even knows what over. Um, But anyway, uh, so, I mean, Alabama should be a heavy favorite, Alabama should be a much a better team next year a much better team because they get nearly everybody back plus they'll all be older um i would say alabama's probably a 10 to 14 point favorite at the, in that game yeah and i'd say that's probably what they'll win by well i mean that's a way too early prediction but what what would you say
1: well yeah if we're talking about the texas team from this past season then yeah alabama should win by four touchdowns <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it should be close yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know what Texas is going to have next year. I, you know, I didn't realize Alabama had to travel over to Texas to play that game. So I, I guess being on the road, that's the interesting part of it. Um, but that's really it. Um, I don't see any issues at this point. Um, now, if you're Harson going into this off season, what are you looking for to try to have a winning record next year?
0: Well, let's, let's take a peek at their schedule here. I've got, I'm getting it pulled up right now. It looks like um, Auburn's going to open with Mercer, San Jose mm. State, and then Penn State. Uh, oh, yeah. Ho- yeah. Hosting Penn State this time around. Hosting yeah. Missouri, hosting LSU, and then you're at Georgia, at Ole Miss. Hosting Arkansas, at Mississippi State. Hosting Texas A&M, hosting Western Kentucky, and then at Alabama. So it's one of those difficult years where Auburn's having to go to Alabama to Georgia, yeah, um, which is never ideal. I don't understand why they do well, that. Well, see, split them. It,
1: it used to be it was split like back when they won um, the national championship. They had Georgia at home, and then they had to travel to Tuscaloosa. It used to be split, but then I think they changed that back in thirteen because we've had Georgia and Bam at home, and since then it's been. The both games are either both are on the road or both are at home um i don't i don't remember why they changed it but yeah i used to like it where it was split but now yeah, yeah i mean two road games georgia and alabama <laughs> i mean that that's that's almost a no-go you might as well forget about it if you split that that's incredible um but it's about impossible to win both of those but if you do it looks very good but uh well, let's yeah let's assume i don't know why that, it's not split anymore
0: let's assume that Auburn. Takes care of their cupcake game. So that's three. So Mercer, San Jose State, Western Kentucky. That's three wins right there. Uh, yep. Hosting Penn State, I think Auburn wins should, that at home. Yeah, it should be yeah. Penn State at home. Yeah. I'll give them that one. Auburn should win Missouri. I'll give them that yep. one. So that's five right out the gate. Yeah. Um, LSU, I don't know what LSU is going to look like next year. I could see that yeah. going in Auburn's favor. Um, yeah, I could see uh, that. Brian too, Kelly's yeah. done a good job recruiting so far. But it's going to be his first year coaching. He's yeah. probably going to drop a few. At Georgia, that doesn't sound great. Georgia is going to no. lose a lot of players. So, that's, you know, anything's possible. At Ole Miss, that could go either way. Arkansas could go either way. Mississippi State. Yeah, we at State, least have
1: Arkansas at home, so I like, I, at least we have that Yeah, Arkansas West. is at
0: home. Mississippi State, I I mean, it could Ugh. go either way, I guess. I would blame yeah. Auburn. Um. Texas a I don't know. I don't know what they're mm. going to look like next year. And then okay. Alabama, that doesn't seem great either. So No. <laughs> I mean, but, I think they'll – if I was just looking at this and I had to guess, I'd say four, five – I'd say they get – I think they would get seven wins in the regular season.
1: I mean, I'll take – if we get eight wins. I oh, yeah, that's, that's a big success, I think. Yeah. yeah. Um, And that's just building for the future, so – but, yeah, if we somehow get nine wins, um, that's huge. Um, but, yeah, I, I feel like eight wins is probably where it's going to be at. Um,
0: I think they'll go into that LSU game 4-0, and then it'll be up in the air from there for a few. You know, if if they win LSU and they're going into at Georgia 5-0, that's, that's going to be a pretty hyped-up game.
1: I was about to say, yeah, 5-0 and going into Georgia. Georgia will be undefeated as well. Um, yeah, I think that'll be a highly anticipated game, but – I mean, we haven't beat George on the road since, like, uh, I think it was, like, 2000, gosh, what was it, 2006 or 2007, I'd have to look. It's around that time. It's been forever since we beat them on the road. So, um, it's just, that's an Auburn thing. We can create these streaks where we can't beat these big teams on the road. We finally did it with LSU, broke that streak last year, um, so maybe we can break, <laughs> I don't even know why I'm saying this. We're not going to break that streak this coming season, more <laughs> than likely, but... It would be great, and it would just show, hey, maybe something is starting to build. We're finally ending some of these things that are hanging over our head. Um, but yeah, more than likely, that's going to be a loss. But uh, yeah, if we're five and zero oh going into it, that's great, awesome.
0: Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think eight wins would be a would be a good good solid year. All right. Well, thank you, Justin, for another lovely segment of Night Needs oh, to you're Know. You're welcome. Uh, we need to talk about this national championship game, though. We said last week, whether Alabama won or lost, we're not going to talk a lot about it because it is old news at this point. Every every take that's ever been had has already been taken. Yep. Um. So we just want to talk about it very quickly. Uh, first well, uh, of all,
1: did you write down our did you write down our scores for it?
0: Yeah. Yeah. I can pull those up real quick. Before okay. I do that, though, I think I think we owe Stetson Bennett somewhat of an apology. <laughs> so he said,
1: uh, Yes. Um. I, I would like to apologize because. <laughs> I've been saying your name wrong this whole time. I've been saying your name is Stinson. Um, I wasn't going to change it until you know you proved that uh, you deserved it, and uh, <laughs> you, you deserved it. You, hey, I'll give it to you. You didn't. I, what did he have? Did he have any turnovers? He had that one no. turnover, right? That shouldn't.
0: Uh, he had. Yeah, he had two fumbles. He didn't have any picks. He had that
1: fumble that shouldn't have been a fumble. Um, but other than that, he played very well. He made some good throws. Um, I'll give it to him. Good job, Stetson. Way to go! Hey, you did great.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I apologize as well because I, I, we have basically uh tore this guy apart saying Georgia should have uh, put I mean, JT Daniels in. Which don't uh, to be fair, all Georgia fans have tore him apart all year too. It's not like we're the yeah. only ones doing this. Um, no. our scores, Justin, you said Georgia would win twenty-seven, twenty-four. I said Alabama okay. would win thirty-one, twenty-seven. So our scores weren't far off. Um, no. Nope. But uh, you were clearly more right picking Georgia in this one. This, this game, Justin, broke me. And I, and I don't mean because Alabama lost. I mean because I, I don't even want to give any predictions anymore and anything. Because I was 100% certain in the, the SEC championship that Georgia was going to destroy Alabama. I picked Georgia. <laughs> For yeah. this game, I was like, I felt 90% positive that Alabama was going to come back and still win this game. And they didn't.
1: <laughs> I yeah I still had that yeah. in the back of my head too but you know like we said in the last one it's just so hard to beat a team twice yeah um, especially is. when you're that when you're that highly talented both teams and you just you got you got whipped the first uh, appearance and it's it's just you get to a point and the coach is just so good too um, that you're going to make adjustments you're going to come out and you're going to know what to do this time around and But now, of course, we had our question marks with Kirby because, you know, in the big games, he hadn't performed very well. Will he finally do it? And We saw that he did. The defense played like they had all year long. Um, but you know what this game really reminded me of was the um, Alabama-Clemson game when uh, Trevor Lawrence won it as a freshman and beat uh, Tua. You know, Alabama was driving to the red zone, majority of the drives. So they just could not score. And the yeah. same thing happened against Georgia. They make it inside the twenty, but it's either kicking a field goal or, uh, well, it was really just kicking a field goal. I mean, they scored what two touchdowns?
0: Yeah, one, yeah. two. Uh, I think two. It's either it's either kicking a field goal or getting a field goal blocked. That's what happened.
1: That's true. Yeah, you did have the one field goal that was blocked. So, um, yeah, I mean, if you can't score in the red zone, you're not going to win the game. And I think the issue was too that they didn't run the ball as much as they should have, especially once they lost, uh, Jamison, um, I feel like they should have leaned on the run a little more, but because Bryce Young threw the ball, what, like 55 times?
0: Yeah. Um, uh, let me see. I've got it right here. I'm pretty sure it was a, a roughly, uh, let's see. Buck score. Yeah. Uh, 57 times, 35, 57, 369 yards, a touchdown, two picks.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, with, especially with the game that Robinson just had too. now I know it's, it's Georgia, you know, they have a very stout D-line. But, I mean, you had success running the ball somewhat, too, against them in the first appearance. Now, of course, you had more success throwing the ball. Um, but, yeah, once they lost Williams, I don't want to make any ex- excuses for them, though. No. Because, you know, you have a lot of talent. Yeah. Um, I know they don't have a lot of experience when you have guys that have to step up. But, you know, talent's not an issue. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I felt like they should have ran the ball more. But hey, all the Georgia defensive wise, I know they gave up yards leading up on drives, but man, they stepped up in the red zone and holding them to those field goals were huge.
0: Yeah, no doubt. And, and like, like you said, you don't want to blame a, a loss on a player being out. That's kind of, you know, that's what Texas did in 2009 against Alabama. Alabama fans made fun of them that for, what is it now, 13, 12, 13 years, 11 years, I guess. Yeah. I can't count. <laughs> but, um, and now Alabama fans are doing the same thing. And, yes, there is truth to that. Texas would have had a much better chance had Colt McCoy bid in. Alabama would have had a better chance with their two best receivers, sure. But it, you can't just, you can't rest on that crutch. Don't take this credit away from Georgia, who won the game outright and uh, yeah. very well could have won the game, even if those two guys would have been in there. Um,
1: yeah, and uh, I know I had said something, too. I think the keys for Georgia, let's see, they needed you
0: said, you said five if they got, sacks. You said if they got five sacks or more, they'd win. They ended up getting four and nine tackles for four, but
1: what helped cancel it out was they had two interceptions at Yeah, pick six it was one of them, so... Um, and not non like tackle for
0: losses is huge as well. I mean that's essentially oh, yeah. a Yeah, I mean <laughs> so, they
1: were disruptive majority yeah. of the game and um the like I said, the D line played a lot better. I mm. think they dialed up more blitzes because there's a lot of times Bryce Young was thrown on the back of his feet. He didn't know where to go uh throw the ball to because he had a guy in his face. Um, but that's what happens when you you gotta be able to press your quarterback who I know is Heisman winner, had an incredible season, but he's still a young dude and Still hasn't, you know, a lot of times seen a lot of things. He's only had one full season of playing, you know, starting at Alabama. Yeah. So, um, you know, if you're just able to get pressure in his face and make him throw off his bat feet, I mean, his completion percentage was, it wasn't, he was 35-57. to um, So, you know, in two interceptions, which I don't think he had thrown two interceptions in the game all year. Um, so... Yeah, and they did what they needed to do.
0: And he was throwing to guys that, you know, he didn't have as many reps with, so that throws you no, off and yeah. everything else. So. But you know what I think this loss is actually due to, Justin? What's that? That annoying and obnoxious Twitter thing that was going on right before the game where all Alabama fans put the little karate emoji next to their name. Uh-huh. Did you see yeah. that?
1: <laughs> no, I didn't see that, but it, it's been quite annoying. I know all the basketball <laughs> did it to Alabama after they won. Yeah. Um but, yeah, it's been quite annoying, too, because there was an Alabama O lineman that went out of his way to an Auburn <laughs> practice in Hoover yeah. and did it. And uh, just, you know, karma goes a, a long way. So what well, doesn't make any sense, what are you doing over there anyways? You barely beat a mediocre Auburn team. And that guy, I can't remember his name,
0: business? but that guy got blown off the ball several occasions, too. Oh, yeah, he did. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I
1: think Jordan Davis ate him up on one play. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, I mean, like, you know, you barely beat Auburn, who's, you know, average at best this year. Um, worry about yourself and handle your business, you know. So, it like I said, karma goes a long way, but I'm tired of this dumb karate. I, it was bothering me that even Auburn did it after the basketball game, but it's, it's just annoying. I don't even know where it came from. But yeah. it was, like, I don't know where it started. Who started this? Was it Mechie?
0: I don't know. <laughs> I have no idea when it started or who started it. I don't know. I didn't even notice it until the Iron Bowl. I'd never even took note of it until then.
1: Yeah, because Auburn was doing it too. Yeah. Um, so I, I don't know where it came from.
0: Uh, Anyway, the last question I've got here before we close out our talk on the national championship game. How do you think that Saban retires in 80 years or whenever he does? Because maybe he <laughs> does it until he's 150, but... Yeah. Do you think he's going to retire on a national championship win? Or do you think he's going to do it on a loss? Or do you think it's going to have to be a string of losses or a string of wins? What, what do you think it's going to be? Because I think it's hard for him. Obviously, he's not going to this year because he's getting all this talent back. But yeah. does he do it in a year that there's a rebuilding gear? Because I can't imagine if you lose it in a year like this, even if it's five years from now and you've got these guys coming back, that you could a competitor like Kim could just retire. Does that make sense?
1: Yeah, I don't know with him because he's not a guy that can just sit back and just relax. He's got to be doing something. Yeah, you know that's football keeps him keeps him in that mindset of I get to focus on this, focus on this next team that's coming in. It's off season. I get to recruit. I'm doing something. Um, I don't, I don't, I don't know if he would. I don't think it would really matter what he left left on. I think it would be just until like. You know what? I'm at the age now. I just can't coach anymore. It's yeah. just I'm at the physical point where I don't. This is too much for my stress level, or hmm. um, I got to be doing something else, or you know, I don't think it's going to really matter if it's a win or a loss, or if it's a rebuilding team that's coming in the next season. I think it's just going to come to a point of I physically can't do it anymore.
0: Yeah, I th- I think you're probably right, and I think, but I think that it's probably best for everyone, the Alabama, him, the fans that he does go out on top though. I think if he picks oh, yeah. if he's getting close to that point, he re- he realizes and he wins one, maybe that's when he does it. Because if you always want people you always want people wanting more and not you know, having a bad taste in your mouth when you leave. That's kind of the mantra yeah. a lot of NFL guys go with is well. Leave while you're on top, not when they're forcing you out. So Yeah, hey,
1: you don't want to be like a uh, old famous Penn State coach or so, uh so Paterno. Paterno, what was his name? Paterno. Paterno, yeah. yeah. Um, who you know, credible career, but then comes down to a lot of terrible things you had going on in your football program that you were covering up.
0: Yeah, and that's and not now. That's that's, that's all people happen. remember. Yeah. No,
1: I'm just saying, you never want a bad. T- <laughs> I know I'm bringing that's not nothing like that would happen. I'm just saying. <laughs> but th- that you have.
0: Yeah, I think you have a good point because I think a lot of that happened because Paterno was too old and didn't have a grip on his program anymore. And so yeah, pe- people but, were able to abuse that program. So I understand. Well, with him
1: though, I think that was going on even back in the '70s and
0: '80s. Well, other maybe dude he's there. Maybe he just sucks too. Then I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, that wraps up that we do have to do our last segment of the day, uh, mismanagers. And now it is time for mismanagers. The headline of this article by Mashable is, Oh no, construction workers find a bunch of teeth inside a wall. Oh my (laughs) gosh, that's
1: horrifying. Wait, what?
0: Student says she gave cookies containing grandfather's ashes to classmates. Why
1: would you (laughs) ever tell someone that?
0: Angry Seal helps Australian police bust drug smuggling ring. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, Justin, I have only one mismanager story for us this week because I want to go through it in depth, <laughs> and it's a story that's not not from this year. It's it's actually one that's from mostly it's, it it chronicles from twenty fifteen to twenty nineteen. Okay, so it's a it's uh-huh. like a four year thing. All right. All right. And I'd never heard about it until this morning, and this is uh, the story of how famous uh, music artist Katy Perry um, inadvertently killed a nun.
1: What? <laughs> so,
0: all right, so let's let's go through this. Uh, Just keep in mind that at the end of this, it will die. It will end with a nun dying and some of her last words being um, something like, "How, oh, Katy Perry, please stop." That's some of her last words. So <laughs> let's let's get into this. So, in June of 2015, Katy Perry decides that she wants to buy an old convent. Okay, convent, convent. Okay. How do you say that? Uh, probably a regional thing. Uh, anyway, an old, an old, you know, big, big church, Catholic, uh, Catholic nuns, I believe, you know, live there or what have you. I don't know. I'm not. Yeah, they do. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Great. So so she's going to pay 14, point five million for this. Okay. Wow. Um, however, she struck it with what she believed to be the landowner. The nuns though, they had, they believed to at least had some kind of legal, uh, ownership to this property, right? So they okay. re- recognize that she's that it's being sold without their approval. They're not getting in the money. So because they, that's not fair to them, obviously, if it's a $15 million plot of land, they turn around mm-hmm. and they sell it to a restauranteur, Dana Hollister, for $15 million, okay? So okay. basically, they did this as a defense so that it has to go to court and that maybe either they get some money or nobody gets it, right? So uh, in July, the next month, Katy Perry tries to uh, make nice with the nuns. And I want you to hear this. All right, Justin, I'm going to read this. Oh this comes gosh. from Pedestrian.TV. Katy met with the nuns and attempted to butter them up by showing them her tattoo of Jesus and performing a rendition of Oh Happy Day.
1: Oh, my God! So
0: she went up to these nuns and was like, I love Jesus, too. Look, I have Jesus on my arm or whatever. Also, here's a free concert. This is worth $15 you right? You'll, you'll just give me the <laughs> land now, right? Oh, yeah. Uh, after the meeting, sister Rita Callanan was cutting about the pop star, uh, saying she had to pull out her phone to find the words to the song. They didn't even they didn't know who she was, they didn't know anything about her. They're just like listen, that's nice. You're a nice person, they said. But um well, see, this is about money.
1: <laughs> yeah, what's what's funny is, you know, a lot of these celebrities just think so highly of themselves, like, oh, everybody's gonna know who I am but a nun who probably Not really keeping up with the outside world of what's going on in the now uh, with celebrities and everything, I don't think they could care less. So, Katy Perry thinks, Oh, if I just come in, you know, and sing a little song because everybody knows who I am, you know, I can get that little deal. They don't care. Like you said, they're looking at their phone, who the heck is this?
0: So, at this point, um, fast forward to a year, July 2016, at this point, things are looking pretty good for the nuns, okay? Um, But in July, Katie scores a victory, all right? So in July of 2015, a court ruled that the nuns swift sell the convent made it legally invalid. So Katie was back in the Mm. game. A year later, a lawyer for the local Archdiocese... I don't know. I don't know what that word is. I'm sorry. Confirmed that the sale to Hollister was not legal, that the convent was Mm. Katie's to buy. So now she's got some legal ground saying, yes, she should be able to buy it. This court case goes on for two years, okay? So in, in March 2018... Here's where things really took a turn for the dramatic. Amidst ongoing legal challenges, Sister Catherine Rose Holzman, who was fighting the sale alongside Sister Callanan, who we talked about earlier, spoke with local media saying, to Katy Perry, please stop. It's not doing anyone any good except hurting a lot of people. Hours later, she collapsed and died in court during an appearance oh related to the case. <laughs> uh, it was probably due to stress um yeah but yeah so oof. so uh, <laughs> the last surviving nun in june of 2019 so for, fast forward another year in a few months uh, at this point the 81 year old sister mary Callanan was the last surviving nun of the group and she was still very angry at the center a uh, singer center <laughs> singer yeah yeah i guess that makes sense too and in an interview with the new york post she declared I really didn't like Katy Perry. I'm sure she doesn't like me. Adding that she has quote blood on her hands as a result of oh the sale. Oh my gosh! Uh, in October 2019, the sale fizzles out. Nothing else happens with it.
1: <laughs> so why did Carrie want to buy this? Why did she want to buy a church? I don't know.
0: I don't know. Nobody really knows. She never really says. She just. She... I mean, is she a is
1: she a devout Catholic? Uh, I well, just
0: I think I think if I remember correctly, her parents are preachers, but I'm not sure if they're Catholic. They may be. Um,
1: yeah, I mean, just because you have a tattoo of Jesus on your arm doesn't make you a holy person. So, but it, it may have just been um, she
0: wanted the land, or she, you know, I, there's I don't know. But uh, yeah, so why, what a weird story.
1: You know, I'd never heard of that either. I'd yeah. never heard of that story until you brought it up. Um, yeah, very strange. <laughs> um, I, you know, well, I mean, I don't. I guess you can kind of say too. You know, why didn't the nuns have anything? Um I guess in the agreement to you know, try to win over it. I guess the landlord had ownership of the property. I guess the nuns had nothing written in contract saying they had part ownership of it as well. I don't know.
0: Yeah. Either way they were able to, to put it off until nothing just happened, I guess. But uh, quick update. Looks like the uh the Chiefs have beat the Steelers handedly. Mm. That uh Shocker. Yep. Anyway, uh, we do have an email to close out the episode. Uh, this comes nice. from Ethan. Um, if you want to email the show, you can at tgmpod at gmail.com, or you can message us on the Facebook page at TGM. I'm sorry, the email is game pod at gmail.com, and you can reach us on Facebook at TGM Pod or Instagram or Twitter. This email reads, Sup, guys? If O'Brien leaves Bama, who would you like to see as the next offensive coordinator? Ethan.
1: Hmm. I have no idea. I haven't even thought about that. Yeah. To be honest, um, uh it would be Mary. very
0: unfortunate for you know Bryce Young to have what three different coordinators in 3 years. Mhm. Yep. But uh you know that's the way it goes sometimes. Uh let's see what offensive coordinators are available.
1: Uh, I mean, you still got Joe Brady. His name's still out there. Joe
0: Brady is still out there. Dan Mullen has not been hired. Um, that's
1: true and Alabama's known to pick up some fired coaches, so Yeah. That would, that would be a good pickup.
0: Yeah, I um, uh, I don't know. Yeah, I can't Dan find Mullen, a list here in front of me. But yeah, Dan
1: Mullen though is such a weird personality. Um, I don't know. Yes, OC, how that would look. But yeah, I, mean, I don't know yeah, that or he, if he can, would even want that.
0: I don't know that he can go back to being a coordinator. <laughs> like yeah. I feel like I feel like he's past that at this point. Even yeah. if he's not actually, I feel like that's how he feels at least. If that makes sense.
1: Yeah, it does. Um, gosh, I, I yeah, I mean, it's hard to see who in the world you try to go after at this point, too.
0: I mean, those um, two guys are the two you want, right? Those are the two hottest names out there. So if anybody yeah. can get them, it's probably Alabama. Nick Saban.
1: Yeah, I'm surprised Joe Brady hasn't gone anywhere yet. I guess he's waiting on something. I don't know. Um, heck, I could see him going. To, has uh, USC hired an OC yet?
0: I don't know. I'm not sure. Uh, I can look I that mean, up real quick.
1: Those two guys at USC, you know, running the offense would be pretty big. I
0: think they hired um, Josh Henson.
1: Okay. Yeah. yeah, I was thinking Lincoln Riley, but he probably already had the majority of his staff together.
0: Yeah, um, at this point.
1: Yeah, I, you know, I really don't know who they would try to go after at this point. I I don't know. Um, what other names are floating around right now? I'm not even sure.
0: Yeah, I, I mean, know, like um, we said, those—that's the two biggest, yeah, uh, right? That's who you want. I
1: mean, you got Western. I know when Auburn was rumored getting guys, so you have got the Western Kentucky OC who you know had was coached the quarterback who had record-breaking season. They had a great offense. Um, I think you still got. Uh, Tyson Arizona Helton, States. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Arizona State's OC, I think, is still out there. I know he was rumored to go at Auburn. Um. Yeah. I, I don't know. You better just hope you don't lose him because, I mean, I know Bama fans have had, you know, their issues with him. Like, I think the Georgia game, he didn't call a great game. Um, but, I mean, I think he's still your best option right now.
0: Well, next week is my favorite episode of the year, Justin. We are doing our annual award shows, the TG hey. Emmys. Uh, yeah. Usually one of our most listened to episodes. So if that's one you enjoy, come back next week. We'll be doing all our season college football awards. Um, outside of that, Justin, you want to bring us home? Oh, and also listen yeah. to our other podcast, Ranked, Most Iconic Years oh, in Sports. Yeah. Took, a, took a break from it this week. We're going to be back on it next week. So be sure to uh, hey. hop back on that.
1: So yeah, check out that great podcast. But also, you want to check us out, check us out at TGM Pod. you got us on Facebook instagram uh you can check out the game where you can listen to the podcast check out some articles that we have on there um but hey send us some emails if you want a question that you need to ask you want us to answer it we got you um it could just it could be sports could be something completely different could be something going on in your life uh send us an email we'd love to hear from y'all thank you ethan for your email um but hey hope y'all hey alabama fans you'll be okay just one you know bump in the road it's one week You haven't had a week like this in who knows how long.
0: (laughs) It's been a long time. Okay,
1: (laughs) It's been a long time. I mean, this is a pretty brutal week, but it's been a very long time, Mm -hmm. and everybody needs it. It's a humbling experience. Um, But, hey, Auburn fans, we're a basketball school now, and I love it. I'm here for it. Basketball's huge. Got a great season ahead of us. Um, Kentucky game coming up. That game's going to be packed. It's going to be awesome. But uh, thank you all for listening. Hope you will have a great week. Uh, it's coming up, and hey, we're going anyways.
0: All right. Good night, everybody. We'll see you next week. Blue 42! Blue 42! Hut, hut, hike! Thank you for listening to the Game Managers Podcast. Please remember to like and subscribe. Goodbye. Adios. And sayonara.